Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, podcast 425 for February the 24th. 2013 it's oscar day oscar night well it'll be oscar night it's oscar day now (laughs) we've got a real special show for you this week everyone i got together last actually we recorded this last weekend i got together last weekend had the honor of getting together with uh both angela and jen or jen and angela who i don't know it's like starsky and hutch which way do they like to have their names is it jen and angela angela and jen i don't know but anyway Two friends, uh, longtime friends, who now do the Anomaly Podcast, which is excellent. Everyone should check out their show, Anomaly Podcast. I think it's just anomalypodcast.com, yes. And uh, they do a a great show kind of from the feminine, uh, geeky perspective, I guess you could say. And that is always uh, fun to listen to. Anyway, we got together last weekend and recorded a episode together that is going to be released uh, on their feed as well as Treks and Sci-Fi. And what we did, they they had this idea, they they cover occasionally, they'll cover uh, what they call bad Star Trek or bad Trek. And uh, we covered, uh, since TOS is a big favorite of mine, we covered a TOS, not a great TOS episode. We covered one from season three uh, called The Way to Eden and talked about the episode, talked about some other things. Just had a great time uh, chatting about this episode and and all kinds of uh, just fun stuff. And it's this is going to be a little different uh, run through of an episode than I would normally do. But I think it's just is interesting to listen to and is fun. And there's 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 quite a few laughs in here. It's always fun to get together with people over Skype and talk about something, and it's always more fun for me and more exciting because it's it's much more loose and, and just uh, interesting. So, uh, without I guess any further ado, uh, you are going to hear uh, Angela and Jenna myself talk about the way to Eden. And you will hear them kind of introducing their show too, and a few other little details like that. I'm not going to do a lot of heady, heavy, he- heady, heady. <laughs> Is that a word, heady? I'm not going to do a lot of heavy editing or anything uh, of this recording because I think it's pretty good. I cut a little bit out at the beginning where you're just getting set up and uh, and that, but and, and you'll hear a few little clips that I'm going to slide in as well throughout this uh, from uh, the way to Eden and, and things. But uh, the majority of the conversation is here as well. So uh, I'll be back at the end uh, just to give a little bit of a wrap-up and give you a little preview of what's coming up on Treks in Sci-Fi in the, in the coming uh, weeks. But uh, sit back and uh, listen to uh, some fun uh, heading out to Eden uh, stuff from Treks in Sci-Fi and the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. <laughs> just you know, heading out to Eden together. So I'm know. so excited. This is a really good choice for today. It's very hilarious in we, a lot of ways. We I'm reach. Glad you agree. Yes. Yeah, okay. We reach. Spock okay. is such a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> At least we know where they are and what they're doing. I don't know why a young mind has to be an undisciplined one. They're troublemakers. I used to get into a little trouble when I was that age, Scotty, didn't you?
Okay, okay. Um, well, Jen, do you want to start? Sure. Hello and welcome to the Anomaly Podcast. I'm Jen. I entertain my son by making my friend's Xbox Live avatars dance for him on screen. And I am an anomaly. My name is Angela, and I'm a Leo Aquarius Capricorn, and I am an anomaly. And Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm an hey, anomaly, everyone. too. I think I'm an anomaly, Sorry. too. I think Rico needs to do one. You want yeah, me to do one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. Do if one. you want All to. Right. All right. We'll I, edit it in. This is Rico from the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast, and I dressed up in Star Trek uniforms and went to conventions before it became cool, and I am an anomaly. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Rico. I guess I, I was like a nerd back then, but now I'm a geek, so that's a little step up. Yes, you thank you, thank you. I'm glad you to were be a here. Geek before it was cool. Before it was cool. I don't know if you know yeah. that song by the the Felicia Day and her little group. The, oh yes, uh, the newer um, one they did. I don't know the name. Now of it. I'm the one that's cool. Yeah, I love yep. that song because it, it 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 really means something to me. It's like, uh, yeah, you got picked on in school, but now I'm the one that's cool. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a good one. It's pretty good. It's very appropriate. Yes. Of course, so, I'm not a billionaire like they, they describe in the song. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, that's, Working that's on true. That. We all have to take. <laughs> oh, well, um, do we want to dive right in or do you all have other things that you're. However you want to run it. Yeah, whatever you guys like. I mean, we, we could just sit here and, you know, talk about the weather because, you know, <laughs> it stinks up here at least. So. Be- oh, my gosh. It's been beautiful down here. It's, well, let's talk. I'm yeah. sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I'm just saying. Sorry. (laughs) What about, let's talk a minute about, just because I haven't had a chance to chat about it yet with any other nerds, but the gigantic meteorite that hit in Russia. How awesome is the meteorite that hit Russia? Oh, the meteorite. Yeah, you know, the alien invasion that they're trying to cover up now that I've got my (laughs) tinfoil on my head and... uh, no, that was cool. I mean, it looked like a movie, and and it was real. So that's that's. And how big was it? It was as big as a bus, is what they're saying. Wow. Yeah, yeah bus hurtling through the sky. Yeah, and it's, you know, in this day and age, the kind of neat thing about it all is is how everyone's walking around with a uh, some kind of way to take video in their pocket. You know, so you mm-hmm. get all this like, hey, there's an angle from this thing, and there's an angle from over here, and we probably are going to still see more. And yeah, that wow. was a. Uh, Poor Russia, though. You know, they get slammed a lot over there, I think, with I meteors. Know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> They're just so big. I guess. Well, yeah, because there's just so much surface, surface area. area <laughs> that it's more the likelihood. Yeah, weak meteor, yeah. Was, wasn't there a meteor that came that was not that big? That was that it just came through? Recently? Or, or, or about or, something else. The well, asteroid skimmed past us. It was an asteroid what... that skimmed. That's what it was. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what everyone was getting confused with because that kind of happened, yes. and then and this happened, and it's like, oh my God, the Earth's it's gonna those those Mayans were almost right, just a couple months off, and mm-hmm. you know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, the yeah. A- the atmosphere protects us, you know. I mean, well, the atmosphere and the gravity of the moon also yeah. does some things. Uh, Jim explained it to me. It's funny though because I was I was at an event that day and the we were kind of having some downtime and I looked up and there was a TV running one of the news channels and it had like an artist depiction <laughs> that says scale not to scale and I'm not kidding it was like the funniest cartoon movie version of the meteor or the I'm sorry the asteroid 
and the asteroid basically looked like the size of the moon <laughs> and the earth and it, it was just like so over dramatic how it looked like oh look it, it came right past us and almost killed us all dinosaurs blah blah anyway it was so it was so funny it looked it's those those 24 hour news cycles they'll just do whatever the graphics were kind of ridiculous it looked funny to me so anyway but it yeah. was cool People get worried about it. I get worried more just driving down the road than I do about yeah. you know, that stuff. I mean, it's like, whatever, you know, come on. <laughs> That's true. The odds, uh, the odds are not, it not really, you know, likely. So, but it's, yeah. yeah, it is, it was cool. There was a lot of, I, I noticed one thing about it and that all that footage, there was a lot of lens flare. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. see, Hollywood is right. J.J. Abrams is right. You know, lens flare, That's... good, you mm-hmm. know. Well, especially <laughs> when everyone's got these cheap little, you know, camera phone things that I don't think can handle, you know, bright light. It was, I don't know what time of day. It looked like the. it was very sunny, though, and I think that was yeah, part, like... part of it. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's yeah. Cool, yeah, I remember though. thinking that, too, that this, the special effects that Hollywood comes up with for um, disaster movies like that are pretty spot on. That's what I remember thinking whenever I saw the footage. It's like, wow, that's not far off from the movies we've seen. Yeah, exactly. That That's what I thought, too, when I was seeing it. I mean, it was like, hey, how did they know we've, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you see, a, a, you know, meteorites occasionally, but they don't sure look like that. So, yeah, we're still here. Nope. Yep, yep, we are. <laughs> Sorry, Russia. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I hope- did see that there were no deaths, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. There were a lot of injuries, though, mostly from flying gl- glass, because that, that explosion uh, was, what, equivalent to a, a a nuclear bomb blast? My gosh. So, like, doors blowing in. and. Oh, yeah, there was a couple of bits of footage where, yeah, it was like, a, I don't know if they were offices or stores, but the glass and the people inside it, it was just crazy. It was like the a sonic, you know, thing went off, and all the glass, I mean, a million pieces. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Cool. Science. Yeah, exactly. Geeky science (laughs) stuff. Yeah. Take that. See, they should have built that little Star Wars shield thing. They should have one of those to shoot those things down, you know, or Bruce Willis, at least, to go up there and blow it up. (laughs) Eh, They'll try one day. Okay. All right. So we're talking. Why don't don't you introduce the episode, Rico, because... uh, that's my bag. That's my thing. Because that's yeah, your you're thing. The, you're, you're the TOS expert. <laughs> yeah, that's you're the TOS we expert. We love having you on today because we like to do this series called The Worst of Trek on Anomaly, where we, um, because we're such fans, we love Star Trek. But there are always those bad apples. But Andrew oh, yeah. likes to say that even oh, good bad point Star for the bad Trek apple, bad yeah. apple idea for this episode. Yes, but uh, yes, ha ha. There are some <laughs> definitely. I was going to say, is that a pun or? <laughs> It's not, but we like to, you know, we like to say that even bad Star Trek is good Star Trek, but you know, we'd like to talk about, give it some face time, talk about the bad episodes and why they stink and kind of have a fun time. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But mainly we, we focus mainly on TNG because you know, that's, that's what, where we really started get into Star Trek and yeah and I have so a question come... to ask you after we go through I'll, I'll do the little uh, I'll give you a little blurb on the on the episode itself but um, but then I was going to ask you you both something sort of related to it so okay. there, there's a little teaser you know keep people listening <laughs> yes P- professional well, we come... podcasting uh, techniques there folks very nice we learn from the best <laughs> all right so the the episode that we were we picked for today we we had a couple of them floating around i've already covered we've already done spock's brain on on uh treks and sci-fi so 
The other one, which I, I don't really know why I never covered this one, because it's such a fun one to cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. I think this one, this one is probably the worst Star Trek episode ever. I guess for for a lot of reasons, and but there's some interesting things in it too that that mm-hmm. are are kind of different. You know, I, the the bad episodes always have some some things that you don't really see happen in other episodes for a lot of reasons too. All right. Anyway, the episode is from season three, of course, which was some of the some of the bad stuff in that season of the original series. The episode is called "The Way to Eden." It was near the end of season three, so near the end of you know the run of TOS. It uh, was, I think, like the seventy fifth episode produced. There was only like three or four more uh, made and shown after this. The production order wasn't always the aired order. Everyone knows that, I think. But anyway, this episode, The Way to Eden, the the more or less premise of it is the Enterprise picks up this group of sort of hippie renegades who've kind of rejected modern technology and, and everything that goes on in the, you know, the 23rd century. And, and they're off to search for the mythical planet Eden. Flowers, sir. I touched it. It's like fire. Aurora, cut power. You are overtaxing your ship. Explosion is imminent. You've caused an interstellar incident which may have destroyed everything that's been negotiated. You've got a hard lip, Herbert. What is your destination? The planet Eden. And why did you stay away? Because you disapproved of me. How do you know what I want? You're young. Come, join us. You make it tempting. Dr. Severin is insane. Captain, it seems as though someone else is running the ship. That's right. Someone else is running this ship. I am. Uh, the Enterprise picks them up. Their their ship uh, gets sort of destroyed in the process, and then these group of I think there's six or seven of them, these little hippies, and they come aboard, and they're in these really terrible costumes. <laughs> and there's a lot of music in this episode. And Chekhov has a girl, and their girlfriend, and uh, or an old girlfriend shows up, old old girlfriend. And and there's a couple of things I can tell you related to that that they changed from what they were originally going to do for this one but uh but it was actually the the episode itself was um originally written by dc fontana which you know she was a pretty regular writer and and one of the head people uh, on the writing staff for tos but she did not really care for some changes they they wanted to make to this episode so if you look in the credits for this one you'll see uh she used a What's Michael it? Richards? Yes. She used the name Michael right. Richards, which is sort of weird because there's mm-hmm. that comedian now named Michael I Richards. I noticed that. Well, it's not him, though, but for some no. reason she, uh, you know, back in that day in the 60s, you'll you'll find a lot of women authors that, especially in this area, that used uh, male names and or you know, DC, she used her initials, so you couldn't really tell she was a woman. So there was this sort of stigma. So a lot of times they, you know, would use mm-hmm. a pseudonym and sometimes a pseudonym, a male pseudonym even for, is that the right word? What Or what is the other, when writers use a different name, is it pseudonym or is it something else they use sometimes? 
pen name? Is that something? Asked. A pen yeah. name or go- pen it's name. not a ghostwriter. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. But anyway, they use an alternate name. name and uh, so she wasn't happy that the basic thing they changed for this episode, and I can just sort of throw that out now, but the the girl, uh, Arena, who ends up being like Chekhov's, this, this old girlfriend of his that's part of this little hippie group that comes on. That was supposed to actually originally be Dr. McCoy's daughter, Joanna. They were going to f- kind of focus an episode around her. And on top of that, it wasn't going to be a former love interest of Chekhov. It was going to be somebody that was going to become involved with, guess who? Yes, Kirk. So, uh, oh. But they didn't really, for for a few things, they, they didn't really think uh, having uh, McCoy's daughter come aboard and, and having her kind of hook up with Kirk was the best idea. Plus, they, even though McCoy seems a bit older than Kirk, they thought the, the age thing was a little bit weird to have McCoy have this, like, 20-something-year-old daughter seemed a little much, you know. Mm-hmm. So so they changed that, and they changed a few other things, but that was the biggest the biggest thing that they, they, they wanted to do and change, and uh, she wasn't too happy with that. She tried to make it work and wasn't having very much success, so they kind of brought somebody else in to help sort of pad it out and fix that and uh, mm. and then this idea of them searching for Eden of course there's a lot of things in this episode that in a way ends up or ends up into um, the um, fifth Star Trek movie right the final frontier with mm-hmm. uh, you know Cybox searching Genesis. for this yeah ser- searching for this mythical planet and they looking for God kind of in a way mm. and, uh, so um so that's it. That's basically it. And there's there's uh, you know there's some actors here that it's kind of funny to see them because if you see them in later movies, especially mm-hmm. there's this one actor guy who does a lot of the songs in this. I don't think it's really him singing, if I remember right. But uh, but he turns up. I forget the guy's name. It's Charles it's Napier. Charles Napier. Yeah, yep. right. He ends up being like somebody who turns up in a lot of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. He, a lot of times, he's a military kind of guy yeah. in a lot of things. But uh, he, yeah, he plays. I think his character's name here is uh, is it Adam? Ta- Adam? Adam. Adam. Right. Yeah. yeah. Adam. And uh, he's in Rambo, Silence of the Lambs, Austin Powers, The Blues Brothers. I mean, some good stuff. Yeah, I yeah, no, and actually, that. he 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 had a long, long career. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He just passed away only like about a year or so ago, or year 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 or two, and uh, yeah, he he's the guy that you'd always see in just everything. Oh, there's a guy who needs you know to have a cigar that in guy. his <laughs> cigar in his mouth and a you know some kind of you know yeah. Rambo. You can't go do this, Rambo. You can't do it, you know, and all. But uh, so he so he's seeing him in little- this weird little outfit strumming this funny guitar in this episode Dude. but so that's, that's uh yeah the way to eden great great star trek here classic uh you know i don't know what they were it's uh, well you guys say because and then what i was going to yeah. ask you about earlier was i know you you always talk about you know you focus on tng and that's really what got you going on it and i know jen said before on your show and, and other times that you know, she saw a lot of TOS growing up, I think, in mm-hmm. re- reruns. But how about you, yeah. Angela? Did I you... did. I saw it because I, I was excited about TNG before it started because I had seen um, the original series movies. And then I had seen some TV, but it was when I was very young. Mm-hmm. So I haven't, um, I, I don't have as clear of a memory of them from when I watched them in reruns in the eighties as I do from, from rewatching stuff recently. Um, I, I, re- the weird thing is, is that the one I remember the most of is just the, um, the cage, which is not the original pilot, but the one where they do the interview 
Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm with, talking about? With Captain Pike. Yeah. When they have Captain Pike like in the chair, you know, and for some reason I remember that episode, but not the pilot. Like I never saw the pilot until after. Um, but it's basically the same episode, but not. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course I've seen some of the more you know trouble with tribbles and. Sure. I've seen some of the more famous ones, um, but I do. I mean, this. I think that it is important to go back to like the Star Trek heritage and make sure that I know more about these episodes because I think it um, it feeds all of the rest of the Star Trek culture so much. Yeah. That um, you know, I'm I, I I'm ashamed to say that I haven't seen every single episode, and I'm not as good at it as I am at TNG, but I, I'm definitely familiar with it. Um, so yeah. And you've seen this episode, obviously. I did. I watched this episode <laughs> about two hours ago or an hour ago. And what was, well, for me, I don't know if Jen wants to start, but, um, I was actually, uh, just as an overall impression. Yeah. I didn't hate the premise. Like I thought mm-hmm. some interesting, I thought some interesting ideas were raised in it. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were able it's almost like sometimes when you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and you can kind of hear Joss Whedon's writing, but it's just performed so ab- horribly and directed so horribly that it's not really him, but you can see the premise is there. And yeah. I kind of felt like that way about this um, episode where a lot of the cool, there was some cool stuff that they talked about, but the silliness and the guy, and and also it was weird to me like it seemed forced i had that i had that thought about kirk it's like doesn't the kirk isn't kirk more of like a swinger <laughs> you know isn't he the one <laughs> who should be the one who's like more uh i think shatner shatner is definitely a swinger but uh, well man. you know what i mean i guess that's not the right word but you know somebody like if 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 spock if you were going to say spock or kirk is going to connect with the hippies would you who would you think it would be like it was strange to me that kirk was like the military I don't know, and I know that he is military, but it's just funny that you had said that, that they originally had planned on a love interest um, being yeah. with Kirk. Because that, that would have made more sense. He seemed kind of awkward in this episode. I think that was part of it. Yeah, I think that happened with the rewriting of the episode. That was maybe part of why it seems he seems weird. Yeah, I agree. He does seem a little weird in that. And I think the other thing that they were trying to do is Leonard Nimoy, you know, as Spock, or just I should just say Spock, but... I think they were going for sort of like, okay, who's the last guy on the on the on the ship that you would think that would like, hey, let's 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 jam, guys, let's let's. Then you might think, hey, this logical sort of unemotional to a degree Spock character. I think they were trying to go for opposite almost and, yeah. and surprise people a little bit that way. I don't know. I'm. It's hard no, to it's- say, but. Was it that the first time you saw the episode that you in uh, just a couple hours ago? Yes, that's the first time I ever saw oh, that, okay. this particular episode. Okay. There's other episodes I've seen a few times, but that one, that's the first so time. So you got I've a really seen. fresh, yeah, fresh. Oh, I, yeah. Know, this, this, you know, I've seen this episode way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, what is your, like, overall impression? Well, I agree with you. I, after watching, I mean, I saw this when I was a kid. I've watched it a few times through the years, and, and um, I watched it recently, a couple of weeks ago, and then again today. And, and I have to say, I, I agree with you as far as the premise. There are things in there that I thought were raised good questions. Like, of course, in a society where technology reigns, there would have to be people who reject it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And where, what did those people do? Where do they go? And it almost seemed like, they were criminals because of that. I got that yeah. impression. 
Yeah. And also, Dr. Severin, who who's the leader of this group of six hippies, um, he has some sort of condition because of the technology. It's caused an illness. Mm-hmm. And I got the impression that it was contagious. Did y'all? I mean, the way yes. the bones acted. But um, it's contagious, but it's a... Uh... It's like chickenpox, like it's, you can do a vaccine, but because it's been, and, and I got the impression that it was like a vaccine you had to continually booster. So mm-hmm. most people, most of the people on the ship had had the original vaccine, but that he had to basically comb the ship and make sure that everyone had had recent boosters. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically it. I mean, it was something that had been kind of pretty much wiped out, but, mm-hmm. but, and everyone would be normally, especially the Starfleet people would be you know, immune, you know, immunized, you know, vaccinated against it or whatever they call it then. Yeah. And, and they should be okay. The fact that he has this, he's sort of, he's, he's kind of a leper, you know, or maybe that's not a good mm-hmm. analogy, but I mean, he's, he doesn't really bother him, but he, he can infect others. And the yeah. idea that he's searching for this, you know, mythical paradise Eden planet sort of makes sense because you know, maybe there he could sort of purify himself, perhaps, or something like that. Yeah. But. And Bones's concern is that, yeah, he may be able to purify himself, but at the expense of an entire population of primitive people who have no way of, you know... Exactly, yeah. Keeping right. themselves safe from whatever disease he's carrying. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, he refers to him as um, Typhoid Mary. Yeah, that's stuff. right. Yep. So, yeah, I just yeah, I, watched it again ahead. recently, too, so yeah. I, I really liked that premise, though. It made yeah. it made a lot of sense. And I think I also, I really liked um, the Arena and um, Chekhov relationship. And I did, I did too. And this is from someone having no, having not a lot of experience with TOS. But, like, I always had the impression that Chekhov was kind of like Geordi. So I was really excited because uh, Chekhov got some play. <laughs> Proud of him. Oh, because Ch- oh, you mean Jordy, as in like Jordy could never, never had never very good luck chick. with with the ladies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she was hot. <laughs> it's a holodeck uh, engineer girl, or or what else? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Well, it was always interesting though. Whenever he was alone with her, around, well, not alone with her, but when he was talking to her in public, people would stop and stare. <laughs> like almost, they were just as shocked that he had, you know, this beautiful woman talking to him as. Maybe well, I think they were was. staring at her because she was like creepy hippie chick. But I did like her costume, to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's another thing I liked. Some of the costumes were atrocious, like Adam's costume, which was very scary. Oh, and God. I was hoping it, he didn't have a wardrobe malfunction in the middle of oh, his jam session. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I noticed oh. that a little bit more when I just watched he, it again. How how short say, that thing was. <laughs> yeah. Now that I said that, though, I have to bring up the fact that he did have a makeup malfunction in the scene where he's um, talking to Spock in Spock's quarters about his. His um, Lear, his Vulcan um, harp thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And he gets this really surprised expression on his face like, man, you know, that's that's heavy. You're not rev- heavy, but, you know. You Does his wig kind of move? or his, Not his wig. The latex, um, it pops out and you, there's this huge gap where it separates from his face. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, and then in the next scene when he's doing the little tri- triangle symbol, which is like their equivalent to the peace sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell that yeah. they had gone back and fixed it, but yeah, that popped out. But I really liked. There's a, a, a there are three women in the group. And one of them in particular almost looks like they didn't even give her a costume. She was wearing a tire that a hippie would wear. 
yeah. in that time frame. And in today's, you know, the You're, modern era, too, she was very trendy, I thought. Put this but. sweatshirt on and just go stand over there. Also, did you notice that the blonde, like, did not talk? She only sang. Yeah, I did. She and I had, hated like, her costume no the most. Other than Adams, I disliked hers the most. And well, uh, I didn't uh, really like or dislike her. She just wasn't really yeah. she's kind of a non-entity. And, and, because, well, and I hate, yeah, I didn't really like Adam, but I, you know, I, Again, I feel like there was just sort of a – what you say about the episode, Rico, makes so much sense that it was just sort of a giant mix of, like, uh, un- incomplete ideas that mm-hmm. sort of got forced into an episode and and it just didn't get put together property, properly. But I must say also that um, the songs, like, I could have done without, like, six of the songs. Like, we just needed one. <laughs> We needed like a half of a song. We definitely needed Spock's jam session because that was awesome. Okay, but I like it. <laughs> oh come on! I, you can't get enough of these songs. Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man. I have to say, we reach. The, we reach. the only part I did kind of like with the songs was then after they had um, shocked every, like they, everyone had passed out, and then they were singing like this strangely happy song, and all the cameras were just showing all the people passed out all over the ship. I thought mm-hmm. that was very awesome. I did too. I liked that. Like it was a good use of um, almost kind of a modern take a, a modern almost cinematography that you've seen where you juxtapose um, you know like you juxtapose a, a fight scene or a war scene with like a really beautiful hymn you know and it's mm-hmm. and, and it almost increases the the drama you know I, I thought yeah. that was kind of it, it was it was it was touchy like it wasn't perfect but I liked I thought they I thought it was a cool idea and that it almost worked perfectly yeah that's like on, I think in Platoon they use Adagio for spr- for strings in the war yeah. scenes so the very beautiful piece that they used to do that yeah I, I just yeah. think it's funny that they're just broadcasting this music through the I whole know. ship and that everyone's sitting at their station just kind of like tapping Jamming. their feet and like <laughs> I know it's what? so weird what why is there, why, like, why, they, why is there music I, on the Enterprise I'd be like communications Uhura or, I don't think she was in this one at all no it was that other girl Lieutenant Palmer. Palmer you're not doing your job Lieutenant Palmer get out yeah. where's Uhura turn off that's that that's a question com. I have I have a and question for why would they even allow that to happen if they're if they're refugees or if they're some sort of criminal? You know what I think it was? I think I, honestly and that they tried to make it I think that, that there was trouble with the whole like premise of the episode in the situation with the ambassador's son. Yeah. Like I think they were trying to say that like he had like ambassador uh I can't think of any words Tongo. right now. Yeah, Tongo, Tongo Rad, the son yeah, of the yeah, the cool eyebrow guy. Um, that he, he, yeah, he was an ambassador's son, so they had immunity. He had immunity, and so somehow the whole group had immunity. I don't know. It, I yeah, think that's, that's what they were trying to say, but mm-hmm. I still don't. I still agree. And the other thing is too is that there's another episode, isn't there, where like Spock gets hit? Is it where the when Spock gets hit with the spores and then he like becomes all free love? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. this side of paradise, like, yeah. Okay, so, and I remember that one vaguely, but that's because he was being affected by something. It didn't seem like the music had any kind of magical quality 
but it just it was kind of weird. <laughs> like it, there was not really any sense to it because it didn't seem like I don't know. It was kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, especially since um, Doctor Severin is supposed to be a acoustics and communications expert. And mm -hmm. obviously, I mean, he kind of reminded me of Charles Manson in, in the family, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had this kind of, and this, I don't know, hypnotic effect on on them, which they then used to affect the ship in a mutiny. Yeah. Almost. Oh, there's, so, a, well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cult stuff in this, really, in a way that mm -hmm. they, you know, they're trying to, you know, tap into. I mean, this episode came out in 1969, so there's, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very much a product of that time frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, back to Tongo Rand, the ambassador's son, which is the whole reason they were after this ship, I think, um, other than the fact that it was stolen. And by the way, when it was stolen and they were, walk, you know, taking off after it, I almost expected the Enterprise to, you know, put on their lights <laughs> to pull them over because <laughs> they were weeping everywhere. And <laughs> All over. Yeah. But um, Tongo Rand, his hair was purple and I almost expected it to smell like grapes. You know, like my, my hmm. sister's strawberry shortcake dolls. <laughs> it was that color. Oh, it looked great. like cotton candy. His hair was yeah, really, was... really bad. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> also, the planet that he is from is uh, Catula, which, Angela, you may know, is a Texas in, is a town in South Texas. That yeah. Was settled the Polish. And I thought it was funny and probably a little bit telling of the, the tone of the entire episode about, how you know, how much of a bomb it was. Um, Lady Bird Johnson, who was the wife of um, LBJ, once in an interview called it um, the crummiest town in Texas. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that this guy was from Catula. <laughs> hmm. That's funny. Side note. But anyway. I um, like that. That's cool, actually. <laughs> Catula. Poor Catula. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think um, anything else I thought of. I um, Just to kind of go back to what to the general premise, I think it's a very interesting idea, like y'all said, about the the difference between technology and and uh, and trying to have a a more natural life, but I think they you know in in TNG they talk about those the, the terraforming communities where they actually kind of let people be on their own a little bit more, and so it feels like that that's a they're a little more open minded. But I was also thinking about how and this is maybe way off base, but you know how in Battlestar at the end this is a spoiler alert for Battlestar by the way anyone who's never watched it you kind of get to this beginning of life situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yep. that's kind of almost a modern version of what, what Eden, what we think of Eden and like the idea of a sixties version of what Eden looks like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when they get to the, the, the planet and it's all like, it looks like the wizard of Oz <laughs> sort of. And mm -hmm. that that's, I don't know. I just think that's kind of interesting. Just that vision of what the sixties and the hippies and like, what do they think? And I also think it's kind of interesting that you said that it's in 69. So it's kind of after the sixties kind of started turning. Um, it, like it was kind of this free love for a little while, but then it sort of started taking not necessarily a negative tone all the way, but it started doing straight. It was strange. Mm -hmm. It was stranger and more violent. And I'm wondering if like that, and maybe this is reading too much into it, the idea that you would go to this place that you would call it Eden and then immediately the, it's, it's deadly to you. Yeah. Like, I'm just wondering if, like, uh, that was some sort of statement on, 
what had happened or I don't know, maybe that's a little too deep. I like that. That's a good point because it's very much like Planet of the Apes, you know, where uh-huh. he sees the Statue of Liberty on the beach. I mean, a lot of the movies in the late 60s, early 70s became that way, just real negative twist on, on yeah. something that seemed pretty cool, but yeah. not that Planet of the Apes situation was cool. Yeah. But Maybe the, they, the poison planet. I mean, yeah, I've always that, taken it as just the simple. It's simple of the you know the Garden of Eden analogy, yeah. and that you know you man got tossed out of there. So it's like, hey, nope, you're not coming back here. Nope, there's a poison yeah. apple. Oh, there you go. That's interesting. And, and that's just interesting. And, and you know, get out of here. And also the you know, be careful what you kind of wish for in a way, right. and that you know, man's gone out of that area. And, and if you want to try to come back, well, nope, nope, nope. Nope, it's going to be bad for you, so don't try it. And uh, and then even Spock says, you know, towards the end of the episode, you know, I, you know, continue your search, you know, for for Eden, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, but yeah, there was, it was definitely like the drop out of society group, yeah. you know, versus the establishment, you know, the right. establishment, the Federation, Starfleet, Kirk, you know, everything there, everything they stood for. And then they're just kind of like, "Hey, man, we're just we're just looking for Eden, but uh, you know, just can you take us there?" <laughs> I like it <laughs> when thought, Kurt's yeah. like, "You know, we're we're not a passenger ship, dude." You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but Enterprise in the future kind of is. <laughs> yeah, true. It, occasionally, for for the was, right people, for the right people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting though that um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. That uh, oh crummy, I'll find it again. I had another point that I wanted to bring up. You said something about well, then Enterprise. Well, then need we need this then. Orders to the contrary. This is not a passenger ship. Herbert, 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 Herbert. Oh, no, I remember. Yeah, that Herbert thing gets a little old. It does. Weird. Oh, my gosh. It started at the beginning. I thought it was funny that exchange between Spock and Adam where he goes, um, are you one Herbert? And Spock is like, I am not Herbert. <laughs> and the Herbert He's thing. He's not Herbert. As we a, reach. <laughs> the trivia thing, I couldn't, there's a couple of theories about the Herbert, the word Herbert. In, in the in the episode, you know, Spock says it was a, it was somebody, a political person, I think, or somebody who wasn't very intelligent or says something like mm-hmm. that to Kirk when Kirk asked him. But there was a guy who worked on the show, uh, one of the executives, Herbert Solo, and he um they thought it was maybe some digs at him when he used to work on Trek, but then there was another guy that came in and replaced him. They also had something that I found about, they said it was had something to do with Herbert Hoover. So mm. I don't know, but yeah, the Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Kirk, poor Kirk. Yeah, in this episode. Just he has bad hair in this episode. His toupee wasn't yeah. looking so good in this episode too, I thought, <laughs> you know, but um I think I remember what I was going to say is that one of the things, what Spock does say to Arena when she leaves is about, you know, keep searching for Eden, whether you ser- whether you find it or create it, which I think actually is kind of interesting. One of the little, like, philosophical gems in a way, because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Eden Eden is not necessarily a place. Sometimes, you know, peace and harmony and, and sure. love is, is what you project or what you are in the world, not necessarily a physical place you know so i think yeah. that's kind of a nice make a your, nice way to you make your own it. eden wherever you know yeah whatever the yeah make your eden you know for, in a way that the people on the enterprise the crew that likes being there that's their eden that certainly mm-hmm. kirk, sure. kirk's eden you know that's been brought up a lot of times that's his 
you know, best place to be. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a cool thing. And also, um, I had the other point that I had uh, written down, I thought was kind of interesting is, um, you know how all Star Trek just kind of keeps being connected to each other. And a lot of the times you can find little points in Mm -hmm. TOS, especially where you find it, things in other episodes. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but in enterprise, I think it is where they find that rogue group of Vulcans who decide not to be Vulcan anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the ones that have decided to keep the emotions. Let's just, yes. you know, yeah. It kind of, I don't know, somehow it kind of reminded me of that episode. Um, yeah. And just how it affects the crew. And, and um, anyway, I just thought it was kind of interesting, a little backtrack because everything's connected <laughs> usually. There's been quite a so. few episodes, yeah, and all the series, I think, where they found people that were oh, yeah. were searching for mm-hmm. something beyond the norm of what they had, you know, like they were on a colony somewhere. It, it came up on DS9 a, quite a bit. Even Voyager would run into people like that. and uh, I thought it was similar to Justice, you know, from season one of TNG, just... The, oh, not, that's another good the, episode. I know. That's <laughs> another one, one of my that? list of hate episodes. It's Which the one, one where that? Wesley is in, where they. Oh! Visit. <laughs> that's all she had to say. Naked people try to kill him. It's, it's the, the one where run everywhere that kick their butt when they run. <laughs> nice plan. The half naked people that try to kill Wesley for stepping on the grass. Yes, or uh, falling into the nursery, or. Uh, uh, yeah, it reminds me of that because these hippies, mm-hmm. they they're not. They're not the peace-loving hippies that we know. They're the type of hippies that will do anything to get what they want. I mean, like, Dr. Severinson, or Dr. Severin was not opposed to killing everybody with sub-supersonic, whatever, yeah. ultrasonic sound waves, yep. you know, to get off the ship. And Arena brings it up like, hey, that's a little too much there. You know, you shouldn't be using, you know, to that degree. And... um he tells her just to trust him, which reminded me of Charles Manson when he did that. And she just kind of, yeah, I should just trust you. But <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's not a good guy. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. He, he's manipulating the, the group that he's with and he's, he'll do whatever he has to do. I always have a hard time. Also, the other thing that I have a hard time with is them taking control as easy, as easily as they do of, of the enterprise. I, I, Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it happens throughout, you know, here and there and in this series, in the other series. And it always slightly rubs me the wrong way. I just, I just have a hard time with these people coming aboard and just like, "Eh, yep, just going to go in here, put some gas on the ship. Yeah. Or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, ultrasonics or whatever he does. And I just, that always rubs me a little bit wrong that now if he had grabbed a few people with the of the crew and and pulled them to his side but they mm-hmm. don't really bring that up in this episode you know it's not like they get chuck off aboard with their plan or anything you know any way that would sort of at least make you kind of go oh yeah i could see them doing that and and i know that's one of those things you sort of have to swallow a little bit but uh that one i just it's like all right okay whatever that really bothered me too, Rico, especially since it's a band of six hippies. Yeah. Six. And they're and a little so, obvious too. Yeah. It's yeah, not like they're even trying like, to blend in. <laughs> no. And they're supposedly in trouble for trying to disaffect, you know, or whatever effect. Um, what was it that, that um, Spock said, you know, that they, uh, he could be in trouble for incitement to disaffectment or whatever. I guess because they were headed into the Romulan 
zone. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. into the neutral zone. And so it just seemed strange to me that they had so much freedom on the ship. So the Togo guy, whatever his name is, purple hair, grape smell guy, mm-hmm. he probably should have had some sort of immunity. But the group, especially Severin, who was kicked out of whatever um, um, scientific community that he was a part of, yeah, I don't just don't understand why he had so much freedom on the ship oh yeah until they, they found out that he had until they found out that he had this disease then they they put him in the brig but i mean and they called him a communications expert and an acoustics expert and electronics expert which i decided to um that just meant historically that he studied historical electronics because in the future <laughs> probably isn't in electronics you yeah know. Yeah, no, they they were you know they were, they had way too much freedom on the on the ship. You know, yeah, was, way too. Much. It's like yeah, way sure. Too. Hey, what's in here? Oh, we can take over the ship mm-hmm. in this room. What's in there? Okay, let's just open this up. Right. So how does this work exactly? Yeah. Oh, you can run the ship from this location if it doesn't work. You know, if yeah. something goes wrong. You just push this and you do that, mm-hmm. and then it's all it's all yours. <laughs> Plus, it always I always thought it was it, it's annoying to me that anyone knows how to run the ship. You know. Yeah. They just have the ability to sit down in, you know, yeah. the ops center or whatever, the command chair, and just take over. You know, there's no learning curve. <laughs> you yeah. mean like Professor yeah. Moriarty? Boom. <laughs> You're referring to our, our uh, this section of, what, what was it, ship in a bottle? I think, it, yeah, it was ship in the bottle. Yeah. That was her complaint of that that television series. Yeah, the thing about that though, TNG versus versus the the TOS. TOS was much more like, hey, I got to move that circuit over here and do this. And supposedly, mm-hmm. and I mean, they do try to say Severin has some knowledge here. You know, mm-hmm. they try they they do yeah. use that a little bit, but uh-huh. still, I would have I would have handled it a little bit better if for some reason they they got a couple people to join them who mm-hmm. knew the ship, knew what to do. A little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. well, Arena was also in the academy, so I, I, you know, was able to suspend my dis- disbelief as far as she was concerned. Cause yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's again, it's it's one of those things that's like, uh, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, to me, it would have been just as simple for them to just get a shuttle and just leave, you know, mm-hmm. rather than doing, yeah. you know, oh, but they're going to come after us if we don't do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. Well, may, and know. also, I got the impression that, like. Okay, when he talked about the sonic thing that to make everyone pass out, mm-hmm. it seemed to me that Arena pretty much was sure that he was lying and that really they were going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't seem to it se- and it seemed more in the character of the dude to lie about it and actually kill everyone. And it seems it seems interesting to me that like they even brought it up that she even brought it up because it would have made more sense for him to I don't know. I don't want to rewrite the show, but if I could, it would make more sense. Like if she were to like realize at that moment mm-hmm. that he was a liar and that somehow she was able to either like def- like stop him, like she finally got her brain back together, or she, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. it just seemed out of place. Yeah. That well, it would like, kill Chekhov too. Well, you know the I'm fact pretty, that yeah, it was going to yeah. kill her, her kill her old boyfriend or whatever. So yeah, I'm yeah, gonna... cause she, she seemed pretty convinced that that's really what it was going to do. And so for all she knew, and they even said something about how they thought that they had taken them out and that they didn't want to cause suspicion right away when they were about to beam down to the planet. So it's like, so, why? I don't know. That it was just well, sort of. Also think about the the era which in which um, this specific television series aired. 
I mean, it was mm-hmm. a big deal for them to have a woman on the bridge of the ship. Yeah. And to have a woman as a hero would have been yeah. too much. You know, well, so she true, was the hero happen. of the episode. Well, not yeah. even that. Just if, if she took part in, you know, turning right. it around, you know, the situation around, it wouldn't have been cool. You know, the, the whole yeah. reason that um, Major Barrett wasn't allowed to be the first officer was because she was a chick. You know, they, they right. just couldn't get past that back then. That's so fair. it's, you know, it's. It is what it is. Yeah, so. and these, you know, the the one thing I'll always say about TOS too, compared to when you get to TNG, Voyager, you know, Enterprise, all those, and and I think some of that shows through here too. Except this episode was rewritten, you know, enough that it it, it starts to you start to see the big holes in it because oh, of that. But yeah. but the other thing I was going to say is these are fairly straightforward and simple. You don't have a lot of like, mm-hmm. you know, depth and layers of like who's on whose side and there's going to be this twist and turn in it and yeah. you know what I mean? They're, they they these are pretty straightforward A to B to C to D, you know, or whatever. So they're TOS in general has that. There's a few exceptions and and, and they're still solid cuz they're such cool concepts a lot of times and they they that isn't some of it, but you know when you think about like the best show to probably talk about that relation to is would be like Deep Space Nine. You know, of all the yeah. the complexity there versus this yeah. is very simple. So, yeah, to have like you know her maybe run to Chekhov. Hey, he's going to ultrasonic you, and <laughs> uh, you know what do you mean? I do not know. <laughs> I was drinking my vodka, and you know it's like <laughs> I, don't bother me. Say nuclear vessels. <laughs> Where where are the nuclear vessels? <laughs> yeah, the guy who plays Walter Koenig, you know, I I looked up a little bit today on a couple things on this, and he wasn't really, even though he got you know an amazing amount of screen time in this episode, he wasn't really very happy with the the way this went all down. And and yeah. one of the interesting things that he said about it that I thought was we were kind of already talking about was. Chekhov, you know, that his character was brought on the show to to sort of appeal to the more younger audience. You mm-hmm. know, he, he was a definite, like, you know, beetle slash monkey yeah. slash whatever, you know, singer type of, you know, hey, man, you're cool and all that. And he sort of acts as the sort of the man and the establishment in this episode. Yeah. And yeah. he's very like, you know, I'm in Starfleet and, you know, where did you go, Arena? And and all that and and you know she's this hey you know whatever now but he has to be this very straight and narrow and against really the way he was sort of played up i mean he's always screaming when there's a body you know he's running around captain you know and and you know not that he's a bad officer i'm just meaning that he is supposed to be the more you know a little bit more free a little bit more you know speaks his mind and 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 doesn't you know just toe the line all the time so he just thought it was against Chekhov's character, the way he kind of acts in this episode, which I I, I, I can see that it it yeah. doesn't really work, and I think that's partly because it, they they blended this together. It wasn't really supposed to. A lot of that stuff wasn't supposed to going to be his part, but more Kirk, and Kirk is a little bit, you know, you know, hey, Arena, hi, oh, Joanna, or whatever. Well, I know you're Doctor McCoy's daughter, but hey, why don't you come back and see my quarters, and I'll show you my medals and stuff, and you know, <laughs> but anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, yeah, even though I thought it was interesting, he got a lot of airtime, got a lot of lines in this episode. So you'd be, you think most actors would like that, but he just thought it was out of character for him, for Chekhov. Well, it makes me feel better. That makes me feel better that that um, he and DC Fontana were unhappy with it because when I found out that she was Michael Richards or Richardson or whatever, yeah. 
yeah. I was very disappointed <laughs> that she had anything to do with it. And I thought, well, I wonder, I wonder if that pen name has anything to do with what she felt about it, what you kind of spoke to that earlier. So, yeah, yeah. basically she, she was unhappy yeah, with the her original script that, yeah, that got I, rewritten. She, I guess she tried to fix it, but then they brought somebody else in. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Script doctor. Script doctor, mm-hmm. come on Ooh. in. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I want to play this one other little clip at least. And I have some other things, but, but this thing, I just always like this line. This is like my favorite line, maybe in, even in TOS. <laughs> listen, listen to this here. Where is it? Uh, Excuse me, is uh, Irina Galiulin with you? She's getting her physical. Gonna crack my knuckles and jump for joy. I got a clean bill of health from Dr. McCoy. <laughs> you know, Irina? I just always... <laughs> 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 There's something about that, and I swear I'll, I'll go to, like if I ever have to go to the doctor and 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 tell somebody, I I just want to say that line. I I I'll, I'll say that line to Lynn. I'll say it to my wife. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna crack my knuckles and jump for joy. I got a clean bill of health from Doctor McCoy. It's just that guy. That I wanted the whole almost, the whole episode to be like, in song like that. You know, like the Buffy musical. You know, just to be that they practically could could have almost done the whole episode just everything in rhyme. It's almost like though after he says it, he he should be going like, huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm here till Thursday. Try the liver. Try the veal. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah, just that, that, it's just funny, that, Adam. That actor is one of the reasons I hate this episode so much. Yeah. You mean the actor or or his his the, part in this episode? The character, or, or, the whole thing stinks. Okay, but yeah. the character and the way the actor portrays him bothers me. Yeah. Just the uh-huh. weird facial expressions and his mannerisms and the way he he struts around. And I know I wonder though how much of that is direction. I don't you know. know. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, he's supposed to be kind of just this cocky kind of you know whatever you know. He's sort of uh, the right-hand man of Dr. Severin, and he's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I think he's always just, like, messing with everyone that's around, and he's always got his yeah. little his little weird guitar handy, you know. He ends up dead on the planet, eating the, having eaten one of the fruits that was poisoned, and everyone has burned feet or hands. Yeah, or the burned feet was a little little ugly yeah. looking. Yeah, yes. it's like, ouch. We had to get a screenshot of that to put in our show notes. <laughs> Nice. out our people. We'll see what happens when you walk around barefoot, you know, all the time. Yeah, I I was noticing that in this episode too that they were, you know, that that when they first get on the ship, I I I think I don't know if some of them does Adam have some weird little like sock slash shoe things on or something. Yeah, no, he has boots that come up to his thighs, which is a little weird. Hot. It's it's hot. It's like Pretty Woman. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, where'd you, where'd you get those, you know? Uh, but uh, but yeah, a lot of them are just basically barefoot, and barefoot, then yeah. and then when they get there, don't they uh, take off the, any anyone that has anything on their feet? Don't they all take them off before they run out there and play in the and the planet? And I go, oops, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So, wouldn't they have scanned? I mean, I, I know it would have affected the outcome of the story if they had not had this happen you know the cruel twist of the poison acidic plants but i would you know one of the things that bothered me was that i would think that before the crew of the inter or the um away team beamed that down to the surface they would have scanned 
and found out the composition of the, oh know, not the, the not the hippies but the enterprise folks yeah the enterprise it's like before they go down they there they would have known know. they would have known that it was that way I would think but maybe I'm confusing the technology of the original series with the technology of the next generation well. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they probably could have. I always got the idea that they were in a rush. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the funny thing about, uh, you know, any of these Trek shows is there's, you know, hundreds of people aboard the ship. But if Spock doesn't do it or Chekhov or Sulu or somebody, you know, one of the main characters or if it's TNG, if it's not Geordi or Data, nobody else can do can, can scan the planet. You know what I mean? It's like. There'd be people feeding him information. They wouldn't even have to, like, ask for it, you know, in reality, you would think. But uh, I just, yeah, that's one of those things. Well, they go down there, and the, I didn't, the hippies running out, I didn't have a problem with it all. I would think, eh, we're, we're here at Eden. Everything's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. puppies, rainbows, unicorns. and Lollipops. And, yeah, yeah. We reach. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time for another song? No. Which ones did I play? I don't know what I played yet. I'll send some of these to you. Do you have the one they sing when everybody's passed out? Hmm. The, I'm not sure. Oh, I guess that's just the, yeah, the the Eden. Yeah, that's just the heading out to Eden one. Well, this is when he's, I think, first tweaking the control panel there and and Adam's singing in his face. (laughs) Yeah, I think I sent you a Jen a copy of something. I'll send you some more too. <laughs> I just like to listen to this, you know, have a little drink at night and chill out. Yeah. Dig the groovy tunes, man. I still have to find out though who. I don't think it's him. I don't think it's him singing. I don't think it's. I don't think so either. I don't think. It's obvious. It's obvious that it's pre-recorded. Yes. And he's lip singing, but I don't know. Just like Beyonce. Lip sync. Be nice, Beyonce. Yeah. Seriously. It's so funny when people go all ape about you know lip syncing i'm like really people yeah, everyone lip syncs <laughs> do you not know how things work <laughs> how te- and also technology there's a real reason for it too is because mixing things like that live is a nightmare oh yeah. it has nothing it has nothing to do with whether they can sing or not or anything like that it's just mixing that stuff live if you know you y'all know the yeah it's <laughs> it is it's completely it, it's it, it's the you know acoustics and then you know the th- funny thing about it angela is like People would complain, if, well, that didn't sound very good. That didn't sound right. That's not yeah. the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and so they would complain if it was, if they did try to do it mm-hmm. live, and then they're going to complain uh, if it's lip sync. It's like, uh, okay, hmm, you know. I, I could see if, you, if it's dubbed or if you're at a concert and it's supposed to be a live performance show, mm-hmm. then, then I'm, okay, that should be they should be singing it and they should have the technology and the equipment there to do that but sure other events and things and stuff i don't have yeah it's no big deal yeah especially when it's a big spectacle like that when you have other things going on than just like if if you're going to see like a singer songwriter in a small venue and they have themselves in a guitar or themselves in a band i think that they should be expected to you know that's you're you're paying for the performance you're paying paying, yeah yes 
Yeah, to see them sing, yeah. When it's a show where they're singing, they're dancing, there's pyrotechnics and effects (laughs) and all that stuff, it just makes more sense to have everything under control because the other worst, I mean, that mic could go out. I mean, there's there's like 15 million things that can go wrong. And so... Um, yeah, it, Adam. It's so it's okay point. if you lip sync, Adam. We're all right. We reach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't. We won't call you Herbert. Herbert. You know. Yeah. 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 Brother. But if Beyonce was lip syncing to someone else's voice, that would mm-hmm. be a problem. That's she's lip syncing to her own track. I mean, she's so no anyway. Millie Vanilli. No oh, Millie Vanilli for yeah. sure. Yeah, they still play them so. sometimes. I see. I hear them, and it's like really. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I I really believe there's a lot of other people out there that that's they've done things like that and just never it's never come out. I, oh, I just yeah, think sure. that there's a lot of uh, you know the way music is produced. There's a lot of stuff that happens that people just never learn about and just go on their way. And well, as yeah. long as everybody's making money, if they give the person enough money not to say anything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah. No. They. Um, this um so did the, when you watched this episode did you say what did you did this remind you of other like musical episodes like buffy's the um the fact that the there's singing. so much singing i mean the, this is i mean I, I was trying to think when i watched this again <laughs> did they ever have this much music in like any other star trek episode i don't think so i don't uh, think you so. know i mean there's like multiple <laughs> songs i mean i'm not talking obviously about just normal background music i mean actual song like so like performances no yeah. i don't think so and it's bizarre too because of the way that it it doesn't really fit most of the songs don't necessarily fit into I mean, the action that, he just that, like randomly starts singing is that voyager like, episode where where seven of nine is singing right in that nightclub when there are, is that a holodeck thing what was that remember okay that one? yeah but there's there's Maybe. only a couple of songs there isn't there i mean there's just well uh, yeah and then sometimes data does um performances yeah. where he does the violin yeah um i mean they, they they've have... had some music in other shows yeah, yeah. but maybe but, not but, quite as much yeah. as this yeah but this not where like it's a... part of it yeah it should i don't know the musical yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got this weird yeah, d- cool. disease that's making us all uh, sing. Yeah, like Buffy, <laughs> the, you know, the the magic and all. So that yeah. reminds me. I'm looking at a picture of Spock with his harp next to the chick with her bicycle rim <laughs> that she's playing. Yeah, whatever and that is. It was. Yeah. I thought it was odd the way when he finished, he just got up and he left. <laughs> you notice? You remember that? Yeah. Huh. Well, I I, I, I thought it was funny how he walks into all the rest of the kind of crew are just kind of hanging out there. And then he mm-hmm. just sort of walks through them all. He's got his harp in hand. You know, I'm ready to jam with you guys. You know, let's do it. And uh, and he just sits down. And they, you know, yeah, they go they go at it. And uh, hey, you know, well, Spock had the hippie hair in, you know, in the first movie. So, you know, he had that long hair, which I always thought he should have just kept that for a while. I thought that was good look, you know, instead of the short haircut. But mm-hmm. Star Trek, the. The motion picture? Yeah, yeah. When he's on Vulcan, yeah. you know, when he first comes, uh, you know, when he first is on Vulcan and he's trying to, you know, go through the Kulinar thing and mm-hmm. he's there in his big white robe and he's got the long hair, you know, because he's out there in the Vulcan waste and, you know, no no time to get to the barbershop. I got to purge all this emotion out of me. <laughs> Couldn't take some scissors, but, you know, but. Uh, I tried to avoid that film. Oh, so well, we might have to talk about that sometimes because i that's <laughs> one I can redeem. I, I, I can redeem that one. I, I think that one can be redeemed with, with some a little tighter editing, basically. I think mm-hmm. I, I think there's some neat things about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, this uh, 
yeah, the fact that uh, he had such long hair at the beginning. And then the next time he gets aboard the Enterprise and I think there's about a, a two or three minutes go by and he's in a uniform, his hair's cut, all good. You know, yep. So it doesn't take that long, I guess. You know, Go to the Bolians yep. on the ship, get a haircut. Because they're the only ones that can cut hair, obviously. Apparently. So. Yep. Even when you're bald. That. Even when you're bald. <laughs> oh, I have to say, I don't know. We could maybe... You know, I don't know if we got much more to say about the way to Eden, but uh, but I, I really enjoyed the the video shows you guys have put out in the last uh, is the the one at the convention and the Ren Fair Ren Fair yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank yeah, you. Those are those are great, and th- the reason it was coming to mind was was the uh, I think I watched it again recently the one and and all the the talk about Angela rushing to get you know Patrick Stewart's autograph in her Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> And I just thought that was great. I thought that the, uh, you know, the fact that he seemed very happy in that picture with you in the, the Wonder Woman <laughs> outfit, I, I, I have to admit. And that is one of the better pictures I've ever seen of Patrick Stewart, man. He's got a look <laughs> on his face. And I do completely agree. I've seen him speak a couple of times, you know, Q&A and at, at cons and things. And the guy is like, he's just amazing. I mean, he's I mean, Obi-Wan. Like, he's like real life wizard. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that. And I don't. You, you I mean, put it real you know, well, and, and he's. He actually talks to people and answers their questions. He does. I get very tired and frustrated since I've been to, you know, way too many cons where guys just joke around a lot and never really talk to people or answer their questions. I mean, I'm okay with a quick quip and, and, mm-hmm. and having some fun with things in the audience, but then I really have a hard time when they don't really kind of treat the people what I feel like, okay, this person came all this way. They paid some money. They, they're there. They're getting yeah. their three seconds with you. And no, he's Patrick Stewart. Just fantastic. So. He just gets it. Like yep. he gets, he reaches. Yeah. I would never he call gets... him Herbert. Yeah. No, no. I mean, he, yeah, he just gets the world and he gets everything. He's just really, I mean, he's top level. He's definitely <laughs> knight worthy. He's worthy of the Sir oh. Sir Patrick. Sorry, we should have said Sir Patrick. Yeah, Sir Patrick. No, I I completely agree. That was I was just talking about that a couple of days ago. Uh, that I you know, and I I spent so much money to do that. <laughs> Comparatively for me, I mean, some people may not think of it like that, but I have never. I've honestly never like spent that much money. Oh, on you'll something. never. You'll never regret it though i mean it's and a, it's a I once will in a tell lifetime you, I, yeah. it was worth and i don't mean that like i don't know that sounds weird but i'm my point is that like i do not regret i mean every single penny every single penny i spent to do that was just completely worth it and i would do it again i'd do it again it was it was really great so i'm glad i'm glad people enjoyed it i just feel the only thing i feel bad about is that like ex, with a couple of exceptions you know star trek tng was like the ultimate for me <laughs> i mean i i start i set the bar pretty high for myself as far as going to cons and meeting people oh I you just, mean you mean you you feel like you've you've already done everest now and you've got no other uh, yeah oh yeah i, I mean because tng for me is uh, that's uh, and and are there like would it would it be cool to see leonard nimoy would it be cool to see william shatner definitely i would definitely do it, it but i really can't think of anyone like and seeing the whole TNG cast, I mean, I just can't think of anything that's gonna top that. Yeah, that I can yeah. think of. Well, that's fair. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, they're your favorites. That's what you guys started yeah. off with, and all. That's that's, you know, that was like in my early days of going to see, you know, way way back, seeing some of the actors, and this before. Yeah. 
before really Trek took off with TNG even. And, you know, seeing some of these guys at some of these early cons, you know, was like, you know, oh, my gosh. Seeing George Takei, he was always such a blast to see. He, he You know, the guy is so full of life and happy. Yeah. And he just would go out to people and just say hello. He, he I remember when early con that uh, he says, hey, I'm going jogging tomorrow morning at like 6 in the morning if anyone wants to join me. He, he just offered that kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe you couldn't do that in, in maybe these days. I don't know. Right. But uh, I, I just, yeah, there's just something about seeing your, your kind of idols, heroes, whatever, that yeah. uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, and the other cool thing, like in your, what you were talking about is that seeing them, at like so close to when they actually did it you know so it's like mm-hmm. you're seeing yeah. them as you think of them and i think that was the only thing is like you know you want to go back in time and see them as they are in the show yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a way but obviously that's not quite possible oh i see yeah yeah it makes them yeah. more human though to me it because did. It, it, i always had you know i looked up to dr crusher gates mcfadden she was my hero i guess and I got to meet her and um, it just dawned on me that it's what, how many years later, <laughs> 25, 30 years later? Since the well, show they're, they're was first started. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously the age would reflect, but she's still beautiful and she, and, and she's larger than life. She's taller than me. <laughs> not <laughs> by so, much. Not by much, but she is. I'm not, I'm not a short person. Yeah. So she's, it, she's great. Yeah. I saw her at a con a long time ago too. And, uh, she was out in the audience. She just came right on in the, this was, they used to do some small cons in Michigan and they usually just had a few guests and they weren't very large. And she was there and she just walked on the audience to questions and great. And she was walking up and down rows and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no. And I, 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 I'm glad that I got to see some of these people back when the kind of heyday of some of, like, I think yeah. I saw some of the TNG people, I'm trying to think back if if the show was currently still on the air. I mean, you know, with new episodes or if Jonathan it just Brakes finished. talked about that they did go to those that there, they went. Yeah, to there there were some, yeah. and that people were kind of like, "Who are you guys?" <laughs> yeah, that they the went to some had... early. Yeah, they were at some early ones. Patrick Stewart, uh-huh. not so much. I think he sort of started in on it later on, but most of the rest of them would show up and uh-huh. uh, at different shows and things. And uh, yeah, it was. It is kind of neat to see them back when when that, but it's still fun to see them now. I mean, they're all yeah. still still out there and and and, uh, and fun to see. And I think they're, you know, that's a great cast. I mean, there's no oh, yeah. no mm-hmm. question they they just had a great cast, and they all seem to you know really. I don't know. You never hear any stories like they do about TOS and oh, you know, Kirk and Shatner and all the rest and all the problems and things, but you never really hear that about TNG very much. And you really don't. And they, they did address that a little bit. And, and they just, you know, and you, when you see them, to, like, because we saw them, the two women, and then we saw the, the four men uh, mm-hmm. without, three, four men, without mm-hmm. um, uh, Patrick. without Patrick. And it was just like they were brothers, you know. It's just mm-hmm. a very, and even when the women were by themselves just talking about the men and, and back and forth, it's just, they really are they created a family and they all, I think it just was kind of a lucky, happy accident, I guess, when they all got together because they just all seem to be very like-minded and it's a good mesh and they're all like alike enough, but different enough to be able to kind of balance each other out. And I don't know, it's just like something well, clicked. It wasn't like that initially because they had to work on Patrick. 
They did. He, he was too stiff and Shakespearean for, you know, television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they kind of Americanized him, I think. They all took, <laughs> took him in hand and, and him. He was willing you know. participant, though. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. And I think that speaks, high, you know, speaks to his personality. Well, I've always, always thought, too, that doing a TV show week in and week out and how much time and work that is, yep. that you better figure out if you don't you know right away but i mean you guys really need to bond and get along because this is going to be hard hard work and you're going to see each other so much compared to the rest of the people in your life that it's much better if you have a group that can kind of do that and it it shows through and i think that's why the show is so you know turned Mm -hmm. out so great and so good and so strong because of that i think it shows you know i think they were able to um especially the later seasons that that really comes through. Yeah. yeah. On a side note, Angela got Marina Sirtis to show everyone her tattoo. I saw that on the uh, yeah, I on the video cuz that's when the you guys you would ask the question to something about what what do they geek out about? Something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. And yes. I thought that was a great question. I've asked us it's funny thing about when you when I was watching your show that that you asked that I've asked similar questions. I always try to cuz I've been to a lot of these things. And I've heard a lot of questions, and I am, I am not going to get up there and say, "What's your favorite episode?" Um, Patrick, what's your favorite episode? <laughs> you know, in season three, how could the Enterprise go to warp when it was so close to the planet? I don't understand that because it was well established in season one that that's not, you know. Oh my God, get away from the microphone! Get that. Get a, uh, but but no, I always try to ask him questions. Like I'll ask him questions about other things they've done besides Trek. You know, mm-hmm. usually those kinds of things. If they've got something going on currently, or something that I saw them in that I really liked, or whatever, or or something about you know what do they like to do in their spare time. And usually when I ask that kind of a question, it's like, well, I don't have any spare time. You know, I'm always working. But if I do, yeah. and then they go off, then they usually will say something. But you know, those are great questions. They it's it shows that you're. You're thinking about them more as a person than the character. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, some people really, out there who get confused over that. I think we got really lucky in our panels. And it's funny that, like, the panels that we went to, and um, tell me if you remember this too, Jen, that they even commented that they liked yeah. the questions. Like, everyone's question, it was a very Austin audience, you know? Because <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah. Austin is a little more, uh, I don't know how, to, not rural. more, but try to help me, Jen. Educated, it's well, very, it's yeah, tech savvy, educated kind of community because mm-hmm. yeah. UT is based there, and uh-huh. no one asked gets. a question about a tractor beam or a transporter or no. anything. Oh, good. no, people may, and, and then goodness. like a lot of the questions just may, and especially like even when when we when uh, we were at the panel for Patrick Stewart, was that most of like him being able to answer and go into good stories was because he was prompted by an excellent question, you know? So we got really lucky that that was the case. Nobody um, asked, you know, I I was very proud that we did have one, one one guy. (laughs) What did he say? What did he ask? Do you remember? Well, I don't remember. Like if you listen to the recording of the women um, that we did post, you could, you hear him and he, he asks like three questions and that's really the thing is that, is that he would just keep going, and then finally there was a panel we went to. I think it was the one with the gen with the guys. And so when he got up, the moderator automatically said one question. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. evidently he'd been doing that to everyone, and so they were like, "Well, that's one not question. the one I was thinking of. The uh, the, the chick who came up and who was bawling. Oh no no crying. no! But that was funny. I was, but I'm getting to that. I mean, because they were like, "Oh great." What was she crying <laughs> about? Like, she was verklempt. 
you know, she was. Yeah. Oh, she was just all her worked eyeballs, up. Okay. She was worked yeah. up. She was teary eyed, and they were like, "Give her a minute," you know, because Brent Spiner yeah. was teasing her, and they're like, "Give her a minute, can't you?" See yeah, she's Brent. Affected? Brent's you know? Brent's pretty. He's pretty quick, and he can be a little uh, pushes the edge sometimes. Yeah, of, but I, she I, got him back. Yeah, he did. She, yeah. She. Totally oh, it was awesome because yeah. it was a put on. Yeah. She got no, it wasn't. The, well, no, she she totally the crying okay, well, was not a put on. Well, it seemed like a put on because no, she I'm a curveball. You All read right. it completely differently Who's than I. Who's telling the story? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> she gets up to the mic and she goes. She stops crying and she goes, "Okay, gentlemen, boxers or briefs?" Oh, okay. <laughs> good question. Yeah, and good so question. they reacted that way, and they're like, "Oh man, you really has going there with all." The and tears. one of them, at least, maybe Brent said neither, right? Oh, they all I, had something awesome to say. Oh, did they? Okay. Brent, uh, no, LeVar said neither. Yeah, okay. Well, Brent he said, well, said, when I wear jeans and he stands up and he's wearing he's blue wearing jeans, jeans goes, I yeah. go commando. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't remember... Michael Dorn? Oh, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I remember what Brett said. He said that he's just been wearing the same pair of underwear since 1987. <laughs> 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 I've got Michael my Starfleet. So he can't tell anymore. He had to one up Jordy and Michael Dorn because Michael Dorn or Jordy uh, Lavar and and Michael because Michael goes, I'm wearing I'm wearing Marina's underwear. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I was too. like, how is Brent gonna come up? I mean, how is he gonna one up that? And he he says he's been wearing the same pair since 1980s. That's when you maybe yeah go back and just say something like ah, Fruit of the Loom white. Uh, that's what. Know. That's what. Um. Um. Riker, what's his name? Yeah, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan. It was yeah. almost scripted, but it was so funny to see their faces. And I thought yeah. it was, I didn't know that you thought that girl was putting on. I didn't think she did at all. Like, I think she honestly, because when I got up there, I almost started crying when I talked to them and to the girls. And I think she was honestly verklempt. And so it really put them, it was just like, I yeah. you couldn't have written it. And so then when she did ask that so out of left field question, the look on the guys' faces was so priceless, and it was like they all just kind of, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like they were expecting something very serious because uh, you know. I just love were, you guys. Can I come up and give you a hug? Yeah. yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. And they they just looked like they were smacked, but it was so like the whole audience react. It was just such a cool moment. It was yeah. so fun. No, that's great. You guys, it's uh. You know, I knew you were talking about going next year too, right? I think, or you're yeah, maybe. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm. I looked actually today, and um, it, there's gonna be a couple people from Buffy. I know uh, Juliet Land Landau and um, James Marsters are definitely gonna be there. And James uh, Marsters is good. I've seen him before. He he he's a really smart guy. He he's a real good guy, real nice guy, real smart too. I thought. And, uh, and I like isn't it? Doesn't him. he have kind of like a surfer accent? So when you hear him talk, it's very bizarre because you think uh, he's a tiny <laughs> bit. I not really. He he's pretty American. I mean, he's not. He doesn't. He did a good job on Buffy. I mean, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not really a pro or an expert at picking up if a guy's doing a, a good accent or not but mm -hmm. pretty pretty normal voice i thought when when he mm -hmm. was uh when i saw him at a con yeah but cool. those guys yeah they're fun so which character does he play spike okay hey wait am i a fan like you okay no <laughs> i know i'm there the buffy person I'm talking to the laymen who aren't Buffy people. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. That's a good. That's a good thing to <laughs> to point out. Yes. That's yes. true. No, Spike and Juliet Landau is Drusilla. 
So, um, and they're going to both be who con. still looks weird to me, even in real life. So I'm just going to say that she so. is a little weird, but it's she's she was perfect for Drusilla. That was perfect yeah. part for her. Um, yeah. But we like we didn't find out about TNG cast until May of last year. So mm-hmm. it might be sometimes the big last, yeah, last minute, or they sometimes will have changes at the end depending on yeah. what's going on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I would like to have a booth again there. What do you think? Yes. Angela? And it is the weekend before um, Thanksgiving, so we would be able to go as long as we're going. Yeah, as long as we are not going to Renfest that week, which I don't think we we hardly ever do. We don't go to Renfest that week usually. So, anyway. Well, that's all about way the way to Eden. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Hey, no, we're talking Star Trek. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm the one that did it. I I I, I'm I'm good at derailing. I'm good at. (laughs) It's almost like we waffled on. Ah, <laughs> yes. That's what podcasting is is kind of about sometimes, especially when there's a group uh, on on the show or whatever. But uh, now it's uh, I I just really wanted to, was curious if uh, I knew that Jen had watched a lot of TOS growing up, but I just was curious if and and the fact that you just watched this episode, I, it's really interesting to get somebody's first impression of of something that soon. You know that you you haven't seen it like turning a channel and it's oh that's episode this this was one episode that i know when it reruns were were about all we had to watch of trek of the original series for some reason this episode and there's a couple other ones but this one for some reason was always on it's like oh my gosh i can't watch this this episode (laughs) again i can't always the one that you've seen before or (laughs) the one you don't want to see season three for some reason i would always seem to run into like a lot of episodes and there's you know that's not there it's been well everyone pretty much feels this way that you know the last season was not the best for it so but uh but there's still some good stuff i'm impressed that you guys liked it as much as you did that you didn't you know well i guess angela maybe a bit more than jen but uh well i don't know that liked it (laughs) i I just appreciated some of the themes yeah (laughs) well the funny thing about it is when i read about you know when when, you know when i told you guys too about some of the changes i'm just wondering if it you were saying before angela too about you know rewriting the episode but if they had done kind of what they originally intended this might have been you know a pretty solid episode a lot more solid Mm -hmm. than it ended up being and cut a couple of those songs out i'd say you know oh gosh yes and give adam some more clothes just, just another inch or two. I mean, gosh, oh my gosh, I was watching that again too. It was like, really? I notice. I don't know if he ever. Well, no, he sits down in the transporter room when they're all sitting on the floor. I was wondering, like, does he ever sit down? But and, he yeah. has his like liar. Oh like, well, you got to put that strategically. <laughs> strategically placed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I it. I am. I. I'm sorry. I have to go okay. <laughs> that's okay yeah we're, we're pretty much wrapping, we're, wrapping it up think, anyway uh, this is this is a good place to be i mean if y'all want to continue talking you're very welcome to but no but we're I, gonna uh, do it again we're gonna do it again yeah. i've got cool. a couple ideas to do a show we'll do this again because it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah, cool. definitely we'll, angela yeah. do you want to do our sign off then oh sure uh well uh please listen to us <laughs> that's not it. the right thing to say um huh. If you want to know more about Anomaly, you can go to anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. And you can contact us there. Or you can email us at girlygeeks with a Z at gmail.com. Or what else, Jen? Uh, You can use the widget on our website. No one ever uses it except to prank call us. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a recording uh, device there that's attached to the website. So it would be cool to get a message through it eventually. Yeah, hint, one day. Hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and, of course, we have a group page on Facebook as well as a regular fan page. People are mainly on the group, though, and we haven't we've been kind of lazy about making people use the page so it's our fault and yeah but the community is really active on the group page on facebook so it's just anomaly podcast and i think that's about it twitter account oh twitter account that's right yeah i use that a lot so you can follow us at at anomaly podcast cool okay my name is angela and i'm jen and i'm rico You've been listening to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom and Rico converge. <laughs> Somehow that sounded a little... Well, never mind. It didn't sound right. Did that sound inappropriate? Jen's going to figure out a way to edit that converge no, word I'll out. do it again. Uh, we, we reach, yeah. You've hmm. been listening to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Bye now. All right. Yeah. Gamma, water and golf clap. Yay. Okay. Well, that was fun. Thank you for being on, Rico. Thank you so much. Goodbye. To you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Pavel. <laughs> Pavel. Uh, okay. Thank you, guys. I have to go. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Bye, Rico. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye. Well, hey, everyone. Rico back here. And I just want to say a big thanks to both Jen and Angela for sitting in and uh, talking about uh, the way to eat and we had a great time uh, there was a lot of stuff off air that that was pretty fun too I may slip a little bit of that in at the end during the credits for uh, this week's show but uh, anyway thanks so much again for both of them and please check out their show over at anomalypodcast.com next week on the podcast on Trex and Sci-Fi you are going to li be listening to Mark Mark Daniels M5 on the forum while he covers uh, an older sci-fi kind of fun kind of schlocky movie I think uh, called Planet of the Vampires I think it's on Netflix right now so if you want to get a little preview of what that's all going to be about check it out check it check it out check it out on Netflix before next week's show and i'm still working on the rest of march's schedule so you can always check the main site treksandsci-fi.com for upcoming shows and schedules there just check the podcast link there and you will see a, a link that says upcoming schedule and, and you'll be able to find out what's coming up on the show also check out our facebook uh, group and the forum if you want to join send me email at treksf at gmail.com put up itunes reviews whatever thanks guys thanks for listening talk to you again soon Bye bye Yo. Hey. Hi. Is uh is Jen still with us or not? Yep. Yep. I saw, I saw that she was. Oh, hi Jen. Hey. <laughs> oh, we're so professional and technically inclined. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I thought it was going to be me because I realized I hadn't char I have wireless headphones and I realized that I hadn't charged them. <laughs> so, I mean, the cord's long enough so I'm just plugged in. Well, mine But I was like, what if I couldn't find the cord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and mine just broke. I, I have literally mine are taped together with electrical tape right now. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, funny, but uh, yeah. You're so professional. Yeah, so how is everyone? Good? Good? Doing good. Good, good. Relatively good. <laughs> I'm going to crack my knuckles and jump for joy. I got a clean bill of health from Dr. McCoy. Until next time, live long and prosper. 
Trucks in Silence.